0: I'm Romy Newman, the co-founder and president of Fairy God Boss, and this is Fairy God Boss Radio. Today on Fairy God Boss Radio, we've got something really special and unique planned. We are hosting a roundtable with three amazing women leaders in technology from Capital One. I'm Thrilled to welcome Melanie Frank, Michaela Wright, and Boriana Mons, all from the technology group at Capital One. Welcome to the show, ladies. I'll ask Melanie to start. Melanie, if you don't mind, would you please introduce yourself? Tell us about you and where you live, what your role is, so we can understand and get to know a little bit more about
1: you. Sure. I will try to keep to the short version. So I currently live in Richmond, Virginia. I am a wife, though that sometimes feels like the last role that gets tended to sometimes. For me too. Yes, I have three kids. Um, They are 17, 14, and 12. And for my mental and physical health, I enjoy running and doing other exercise at least once a day and generally being outside. At Capital One, I am managing vice president of technology, and I am currently leading cyber engineering. Um, I have been at Capital One 21 years this month. Wow. I feel like I grew up here, but right now I'm enjoying building products that help make Capital One more secure. Excellent. Excellent.
0: Michaela Wright, over to you. Please tell us about yourself.
2: Hi, yes, I'm so excited to be here. Um, so my name is Michaela Wright. I am from Virginia. I am a Virginian through and through. Graduated from Virginia Tech uh, with a non-computer science degree, so I'm one of those wanderers into technology. Um, I enjoy cooking and traveling uh, and love of my friends and family. From a business standpoint, right now, I'm a software and data engineering manager, uh, supporting our enterprise data and machine learning space, focusing on our accounting applications.
0: Michaela, how did you make the switch into technology? I know that's something that a lot of our listeners are interested in doing.
2: Yes. So this change actually came about weeks before I was graduating from college. So my major was industrial and systems engineering, minored in business. And I just knew overall I wanted to be an engineer. I love solving problems. Yes, I was that kid that will pull up those complicated problems away from my friends and just solve them. But it was an internship that made me realize, huh, maybe this industrial environment isn't necessarily what's best for me. I love solving and finding solutions for those problems, but the hard hat, I love fashion. I I love shoes. I have a shoe room. So, you know, just navigating the shoes in that space, I realized, okay, um, this environment may not be the best for me, but I want to solve complex problems. So I looked into other industries and I had to believe in my abilities to know that, okay, this is what I know as an engineer. Technology has similar problems that, you know, you never solved them before. We're our, our own architects and our own innovators in our own way. And I jumped in and it was through networking um, and just believing in my ability that I navigated into technology. And it's funny because I am a living oxymoron. I said I would never code. In high school, I said I would never code. When I took my first college course, I said I would never code. My mother, love you, mom, is a computer science major. And she'd be like, you should learn it. I said, no, I will never code. So here I am, not only loving it, I'm leading it, and I'm surrounded in it, and this home to me. So,
0: your favorite movie is Never Say Never Again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I need to wear that as a t shirt or a button every day. <laughs> I love it.
3: Boriana, please tell us about you. Hi. So, I'm actually a data scientist, uh, but I work in the financial services sector of Capital One. So, I'm located in Plano, Texas, just north of Dallas. I've worked for Capital One here for about three years. I'm um, in different roles with more business, more infrastructure. Now, I'm more and core models. I moved here when my second daughter was born, so I live here now with my husband, two kids, um, and a dog. That's fantastic. Yeah. So can you tell us what is your favorite thing
0: about your job?
3: So I uh, also kind of transitioned from a different field. I was, uh, you know, was trained as a researcher in the biomedical sciences and then I transitioned into data science. And what I love about it is that it's just you get to learn new things every day. And right now, both on the technology side of like learning new tools, and it's a very rapidly growing field and developing, but also on the business, there's so many different business problems that could potentially be solved with some sort of data science approach. And so just digging into them, learning what the best approach might be to solve them. Fascinating.
0: So Boryana, tell us about a project specifically you're working on or a problem that you're solving that you find really exciting.
3: Um, so right now I work uh, with one of the models that actually have been existing for quite some time. So Capital One has a long history with information-based systems and using data for decisioning. So the model I'm working with now has a long history. It's interesting to actually see how it's evolved over time, both from like the business side and like the tech constraints and how new you met- technologies work but we still want to kind of keep improving, right? So right now we're in this journey to both try new technologies, but also reach out to our different users um, within, across different divisions and see how is it they actually use it, what kind of thoughts and insights they have, and kind of bring that back in and blend it in with the data so we can you know keep improving. Great.
0: Melanie, tell us about your favorite part of your job and a favorite project you're working on right now.
1: So I think... Like the other kind of classical engineering answers, I I love solving problems and learning new things too, and I think even after 21 years, the problems still stay interesting and I still learn something new. But I think my favorite part of my job and of Capital One is the people. Think that you can have supremely interesting work, but if you know your team really isn't the best, it It's kind of a drag. And, you know, conversely, you could have some work that you don't look forward to as much, but you're surrounded by these awesome people and it just ends up being, you know, the greatest of days. I love the fact that I feel like I get the best of both worlds and just to to get to work with people who are so amazingly intelligent and like at the top of their field, but also like supremely good human beings. (laughs) Like there's just something special in that. I think when you get to work with, people who are that capable but, but also so incredibly supportive like that is what keeps me going and, and in particular as a leader to try to pave that way for my team and make sure that we establish a place where you know we want to work and other people want to work with us like to me that's just that's what excites me problem wise um there's always endless number of fun technology problems that we're trying to solve watching us exit our data center last year was just kind of an amazing feat when you think about how quickly we were able to move 100% into the cloud and now tackling the challenge of, you know, eliminating mainframes from a banking industry. But I think the problem that I find most difficult right now is is actually tackling some of the harder diversity, inclusion and belonging issues that we have in the industry looking at what we can do within our Capital One culture to be better, but how do we help affect an industry that we know is not the most diverse? And that to me is more complicated than any of the coding problems that we might have to solve today is, you know, how do you really change a culture in an industry? Amazing. Yes, I'd love to hear that. Michaela, same question
0: to you. Your favorite part of, about your job and what's a project you're really excited about?
2: Yes. So one of the favorite things that I have about being a technologist is the fact that it's almost like the tools remain the same. um, The languages can remain the same, but the context and the different problems that you solve differ. So I actually hit an anniversary this month with Capital One, too. I hit 10 years. Wow. That blows my mind. When I first joined, I'm one of those, you know, I'll come in, maybe a year and a half, 2 years and I'll switch out, but I've been able to do that within the company itself because Capital One has so many things to offer from card to bank to digital. So one of the th- my favorite parts about my job is to not only build my skills from a technical level, I'm learning different concepts. I've been started in our card business, now I'm in our finance business and I've had a lot of favorite projects along the way. I do want to highlight the data center exit was by far one of my most favorite, and I will say career changing, because I have to remind you all that I was not a computer science major. Um, And during this time, I had to defeat a lot of imposter syndrome, because not only is the cloud new to experienced computer scientists and technologists, it was new to me as well. But it was one of my most favorite projects uh, because I really had a a time to combine my problem solving with showcasing my technical ability. Uh, And it set up the stage for, you know, the platform that I'm standing on now. Uh, And I'm currently working on bringing more of our functionality in-house in relations to accounting and technology. Like I said, the tools stay the same. And sometimes you can think of technology as doing something super cool or never thought of but at the backbone of every business is accounting. And I have to now understand and become a mini CPA, so I can even understand how to build this concept uh, in-house. So I'm excited about that. And my favorite thing is just being able to solve those problems. And a caveat into something else is a part of my job now is to promote women in technology to promote that you can come from different circumstances and and rise into an industry that you never thought that you wanted to be in. So outside of my day-to-day job, I really do feel like platforms like this, different panels us going into the community, that's the most important job that I realize Capital One has given me and empowering others to defeat the imposter syndrome.
0: So tell me about someone who did that for you, Michaela. Who have your mentors been along the way?
2: I want to highlight my first mentor into Capital One. Her name is Jen Mayer. She is an amazing woman. Mind you, my first career into technology, I was a business systems analyst. And at the time, that role is understanding the business, what the business want. So that's the product and understanding the code. So it was a good transition And what Jen gave me not only was a backbone to understand what it took from a role, but she really helped throw me into the deep end. And she was swimming beside me, not only while I was on that team, but throughout my whole career. And I'm happy to have this platform to highlight her because she did pass away and not to get emotional, but you need people like her to help you believe that you can do it.
0: Michaela, thank you for sharing that. And it's clear what an impact um, she made on you. So I think it's really lovely of you to pay tribute to her here.
2: Yeah, thank you. And she worked for Capital One for over 20 years as well. So she was a lifer uh, and, you know, a really great force. Mm
0: -hmm. Boreana, who has been your inspiration or your mentor that's helped bring you ahead and advance your career?
3: Yeah, I've had a a couple of mentors, like my first manager also, I think he kind of really introduced me to like the Capital One culture and how, yes, you're surrounded by great people and you learn from that and you constantly like push yourself and you just get out there and meet them uh, and learn as much as you possibly can. And I think he really, really encouraged me um, and kind of guided me to do that. Great. Melanie, how about you?
1: Who has been your mentor? I think like everybody, like I could think of a whole network full of people who are both mentors and inspiration and gosh, there's so many, at capital one, Like, but one that jumps to mind is like Michaela, I was not a computer science major. I was an aerospace engineering major mm-hmm. who struggled mightily with imposter syndrome as I started engineering school completely. Um, I didn't even know how to turn the computers on the first day and I was kind of sneaking looks at you know, my classmates who appeared so much smarter than I was. And so I thought, there's no way I'm doing computer science. I'll, I'll go aerospace engineering. That'll be a lot easier. And my first boss at my uh, first job out of college, um, Kathy Barclay, she is still at Honeywell. And we were a government contractor at, not at NASA at Goddard Space Center. And so like as someone who wanted to be an astronaut and do all these things, I was literally over the moon. That's a horrible pun. Um, (laughs) I was just super excited. I didn't care what I was going to be doing. And this was at a time when Honeywell was not hiring people from college, like straight out of college, and they hadn't in a very long time. And so I've always been appreciative of the fact that she, you know, took a chance on me as a very young and inexperienced person um, to bring into her team and help me understand just years and years worth of experience and what it turns out the role was that I, I was doing was um software engineering, but I didn't know it at the time. And so I kind of sneakily got you know backdoored into software engineering. And it's just so fascinating to me, like Michaela, to hear your story and think of I always say that software engineering is like the Kevin Bacon of industry, like literally everywhere. Like it's consuming, like you can take your skills as a software engineer and solve Any problem in any industry, because it's literally everywhere, like you cannot turn left or right, whether it's, you know, medical, industrial, chemical, like if you think of all the different fields and studies of problems that we need to solve in the world, software's everywhere, you can't avoid it anymore. So just to have a skill that you can apply to any real world type problem. Um, And the fact that I, I'll say, lucked into it a bit with her taking a chance on me. And I am so appreciative of the fact that she kind of launched this career for me and and set me up and supported me even as I decided to move and take a job at Capital One. And that really has kind of been the, the first domino that kind of tipped everything over for me.
2: It's a great story. I love it. I would love to add on to that. Just as Melanie suggested uh, when you're a person coming into an industry, along the way you will have that support system. There's so many names that I can name: Kavitha, Lorenzo, Dan, um, Raj. Just so many names that highlights the culture that you're in to be able to ask those questions and have people to support you to say, give you not only give you an answer but elevate you to say, you know what? You ask that question as you find the answer. And I think one of the questions that you um, asked as well is how are you paying it forward? And I wanna say one of the ways that I decided to pay it forward is on platforms like this, but within Capital One, we have business resource groups, which are resource groups that you can identify with. I identify with Blacks in tech. And next week, we're kicking off our first national-wide mentorship program called Rise Up Mentorship. And I'm really excited to see how many people are excited about mentorship and uh, just being a pioneer with great leaders to see that launch from like being a brainchild to see it actually kicking off next week is exciting. And that's just one drop of how Capital One allows you to uh, showcase uh, your ideas and impact in a broader way.
0: Love that. Love that. A lot of times our audience asks us about work-life balance. And so, Melanie, I'll come back to you and then ask each of you to tell me a little bit about how you manage work-life balance. Now, Melanie, you mentioned you have done all of this, had all these career accomplishments and raised three children at the same time. Can you tell us a little bit about how Capital One has helped support you throughout that and especially throughout the last kind of 16, 17 months with this COVID crisis?
1: Oh, my goodness. Like. I don't think your podcast is long enough (laughs) for the amount of support that I've gotten in different life situations. I do feel like I grew up at Capital One and I got married here. I had three kids here. I got divorced here. I got remarried here. (laughs) There's so many life events. I can think through how my managers and how Capital One as a company supported me in going through all of those whether it was kind of taking the time that i needed to support myself the you know the medical benefits the mobility benefit I always say when people say like how do you balance it all like I think in our minds when we ask how do you do it we envision this like perfectly balanced like beautiful thing where you have it all and you're just coding with your left hand and cooking up a creme brulee with your right hand and your you know child just came back from volunteering like I don't think that that actually exists in real life most days so I try to set some realistic expectations with people which is you know some days I have that day where you're like wow I am super woman and then the other days sometimes Work gets more of you, and you feel like home suffered a little bit, or yeah, the kids had takeout for the second night in a row. And I try to put a silver lining on that because I'm supporting local small businesses, which that's great too. (laughs) And you know, but I still feel bad that I didn't cook the home cooked meal. And then sometimes the kids have to take precedence because someone's sick or needs to go do this, or I'm going to leave because I will absolutely leave work to go see a baseball game or drive carpool or whatever it is I can work and figure out how to balance it all but having this notion as women that this balance is this perfected thing I think just sets us all up to feel less than all the time and yes. so I, I try to, to put a realistic spin on look I think as a company we value the balance we value sustainability As an individual, I've got to put the boundaries around myself um, and and know that my management's going to support me um, and my leadership's going to support me when I need them to. And some days it's just, I feel like a complete fail. And it's like, okay, well, oh, well, that was yesterday. I'll just get up and try again tomorrow.
0: Yes, I think after about 25 episodes of this show, I don't think we've ever asked someone about work-life balance, and they said, oh, well, you know, I've got that worked out. Michaela, how about you? How do you find work-life balance? And especially during COVID, how has Capital One helped you find some degree of balance?
2: Yeah, so COVID has impacted everyone, obviously. Uh, But one of the things that I want to say overall uh, when it comes to work-life balance is there is a phrase that says, uh, work twice as harder, and got to be twice as smarter. And I want to say at the start of my career, it's kind of a theme if you identify not with the majority, that you have to feel like you have to work twice as harder, twice as smarter. Um, there's a pattern of imposter syndrome called superhero, which uh, includes uh, having to feel like you have to work harder or do more uh, to show why you are there. And I want to say that I, I, that plagued me a little bit in the beginning of my career, uh, feeling like everything had to be perfect and I had to make sure that I was the last one to leave. And I realized that that's not the Capital One culture overall. Definitely putting in the work that you need to, to put in, but it's also having that balance and making sure that, you know, not just work, Michaela, is, is thriving, but non-work Michaela is, is thriving as well. And I want to say like, um, it's, it's been a a double accountability partnership with teams and managers. And it goes all the way up to the top to our CEO with making sure that you are prioritizing your mental health, your, your fun, your family with the work. Uh, and it's almost to a sense of knowing that you can trust your team and your leadership around you to say, hey, you know what, I'm I'm not 100%. That's how I use my terms. And sometimes 100% may mean like I'm Zoom fatigued. <laughs> I want to take off for the afternoon or have to go and uh, help with my grandparents unexpectedly or be with my family. And it's really, it's really, really encouraging and welcoming to know that I work for a company that accommodates that and that's one of the intangible uh, currencies that I feel like that a company can offer. Uh, salary, vacation time, all of that is good, but flexibility for you to be human, that is something that is intangible uh, that that I felt like that I've, I've struck, struck, I struck gold in a way um, with finding that balance here. Uh, and uh, I, I'm grateful for all of the support that I had along the way. And it also made me a better leader because no matter where I go, I'll value being human over being a robot and just churning out work. You know, I love Um, it. Flexibility
0: to be human. Well, I've heard loud and clear from all three of you, how much you value Capital One as an employer and, and you're all effusive about your experience there. I've heard you talk about how much you enjoy the compelling work and how the work continues to help you grow and develop and you get moved around and to grow and develop. I've heard about amazing benefits. I've heard about extraordinary flexibility that helps you feel comfortable. I think most of all, what's come through is how much you all enjoy the people that you work with and how much they've meant to you. So I'd love to ask each of you what would you tell a woman, and especially a woman technologist like you, who's thinking about working at Capital One? Boyana, to you first.
3: Yeah, when I was looking, applying to Capital One, I wasn't necessarily like researching. I didn't even know the necessary resources to kind of help you kind of compare companies. It's great that you're building these resources now, but I, I guess I ended up lucky, looking out because, yeah, it's been a very supportive company. Um, but what i would, you know recommend, most people join, uh, the companies so just explore as much as possible. There's so many different teams. There's so many, like you know, we have a big good culture, but there's also like different subcultures within different departments, divisions. And so just keep exploring and meet a lot of people. So first to learn uh, what what you like the most, where you're best and where what excites you the most to then find opportunities where you're gonna grow in the areas that you're most interested in.
0: Sounds great. And it definitely sounds like your coworkers and your colleagues are open to your exploration and will always kind of answer questions or
3: take meetings. Mm-hmm. I think during COVID, I think it was definitely a very busy period. And then they realized like, well, people didn't necessarily have time to like focus on their professional development. So at some point, like the leader said, like, look, every two weeks we'll take two hours and we'll just officially call this your professional development. You can do whatever you want. You can read a book. You can go talk to somebody you wanted to talk to. Just it's your time to decide how you're going to like focus on yourself.
1: The monthly invest in yourself days have been a great thing of COVID that I think will stay around. And I will say I think the first invest in yourself day, I think I might have sat. On my couch and just kind of stared at the wall and closed my eye. Closed my eye for a couple hours, but he was like, "That's the best idea. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. you do what you need to do."
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's investing in yourself. Yeah. So, Melanie, what would you tell a woman who's thinking about a career at Capital One?
1: I mean, obviously, we'll all go on and on about why Capital One is one of the one of the best places to be. I've been able to continue to learn and grow for 21 years here and don't see an end to that. So I think for someone coming aboard, I would start with establishing boundaries and not being apologetic for them. Um, And Michaela hit on this a bit, right? Which is, I think this goes for whoever you are and wherever you're going to work. Um, But around here, there's endless numbers of like interesting things to do and learn and make a difference at, and you have to put the boundaries for yourself. Um, before that stuff takes over everything else. And everybody's boundaries and needs and setups are different. So first establish the boundaries, bring your whole self to work, like you do not need to pretend to be someone else. I think we value, you know, people who genuinely and authentically show up as themselves and bring their passions with them because there's an outlet for them in almost everywhere at Capital One. And I think the other key is then just continuing. I, ideally, you will love learning and you will stay curious, it will serve you best in the long run. Um, and that for me to, to continue to ask questions, to not be afraid to ask the stupid question, um, air quotes, which there really, really is no such thing, has always led me to some new path that then I venture down that leads me to the next new path that I venture down. And so I think just maintaining that intellectual curiosity. Um, and that love of learning and taking advantage of the resources in a sustainable way, um, to me, is key.
0: Love it. All right, Michaela, we're going to ask you to, uh, to finish up for us. What are the things you would tell a woman who's thinking about working at Capital One?
2: Yeah, so I want to echo the point of uh, bringing your full self, being authentic. Uh, and I want to give a disclaimer that I don't, I'm not getting paid extra to mm-hmm. promote Capital One. I don't sell people on Capital One. I just share my experiences. And one of the biggest things that I would tell uh, someone considering joining Capital One is bring you, not a version that you feel like you had to assimilate to be a part of the culture, but be you, uh, big hair, color hair, whatever, just bring whatever you have to the table. Another thing is to defeat the imposter syndrome that may sneak up. I'm an advocate for conquering and defeating the imposter syndrome uh, and uh, also explore the community. So Capital One, in my opinion, is like college, is a corporate college where you have your main job. Your main job is your major, uh, but then you have a chance to join groups and do extracurricular activities. Um, and those are those business resource groups. So tune into what your passion is and find your tribe within the company uh, and know that you'll have a tribe uh, within the company. There's too many subcultures and divisions that you, you will not be alone. So definitely bring yourself, uh, defeat any type of imposter syndrome that you have as you enter into any new space, find your tribe and explore your curiosity. And you'll blossom in wherever you decide to go. Uh, But Capital One uh, is definitely a place that can water that seed and help you blossom too, as it did for me.
0: Well, thank you for sharing that. The three of you, it's apparent. What a great experience you're having. It feels to me like each of you have sort of a Venn diagram of wanting a job that feels good to work at with good benefits and good people, and then also really interesting, compelling work that helps advance you. You're all extremely curious. You're all obviously extremely smart. So having that kind of curiosity satisfied and new challenges presented to you seems like it's making a great experience for all of you. Um, I will make a mental note the next time I sit down with the three of you to bring some of my problems to share because you're all really passionate about solving problems. Um, But thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate it.
2: No problem. Thank you for having us.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, Remy. Thanks for joining us today on Fairy God Boss Radio. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and visit us at fairygodboss.com. See you next time.